This is Psalms to God, Season 5, Episode 5, Controlling the Narrative in Your Mind. You can find the show notes for this episode at www.psalmstogod.com. Do not go out hastily to argue your case. Otherwise, what will you do in the end when your neighbor humiliates you? Proverbs 25 verse 8. In ASB. podcast. This is your host, Ree. This season, we've been talking about communication, specifically how to handle difficult conversations. This season is inspired by the book Crucial Conversations, which has been a major game changer for me and how I approach conversations with people. Today, I want to talk about one of my favorite takeaways from the book, and that's the power of controlling the narrative in our mind. Now, back when I was little, I used to watch a ton of cartoons. Many of these cartoons employed the technique of showing the main character in conversation with a miniature version of themselves, dressed as an angel, as well as the devil. The angel, of course, gives good advice and the devil tells them to do the wrong thing. And then usually the character listens to the devil and does the wrong thing because that's what makes for an interesting show. That's probably a different conversation about the message Hollywood sends us as kids, though. Anyway, even as a child, we see this as gimmicky. And as we grow into adults, this concept kind of fades in our subconscious as like a cartoon fantasy but it's actually kind of close to how we tend to process information. About a year or two ago, I received a random Facebook message from a woman that I barely know. She and I attended the same church services in Florida, but we never really interacted. Aside from the usual, hey, how you doing? We never actually had a conversation. So I was shocked to see that I had received a message from her. The message was only a link to a sermon. There was no text at all. When I listened to the sermon, it was telling singles that the reason they are single is because they aren't working or they aren't doing the work God called them to do. And you can probably guess I did not react well. The narrative that formed in my head was that she sent me the link because she thought I needed to hear that message. From there, the inference is that she's telling me I'm single because I'm not working hard enough or because I'm not doing the work God has called me to do. This particular narrative made me defensive. I began to think of all the ways I was involved in the church body 
in community service, in my professional work. I began dwelling on the questions of how she even knew I was single, considering we hadn't ever had a real conversation. We had spent the last year and a half in a pandemic where no one saw each other, and I had left the state entirely. I remember thinking this was exactly why people dislike so-called church folk, because church folk are presumptuous and judgmental without bothering to ever form real relationships with people. This train of thought continued and basically cultivated a very negative mindset. Luckily, I had enough sense to know that I was not in the headspace to respond, so I just ignored it. A few days later, though, new narratives started to pop up in my mind. At the church we attended, I had actually been a youth teacher and a leader in the young adult ministry. Despite her lack of communication, it was possible that she sent me the video to share with one or both of those groups. There was also the possibility that she found out about Psalms to God and listened to the podcast or watched the YouTube channel, causing her to feel that she knew me better than she actually did. Perhaps the sermon reminded her of something I said on the podcast. Maybe she just thought I'd find it interesting since I like to look at different angles and interpretations of scripture. Maybe it wasn't her saying you need to hear this so much as I think you'll find this interesting. Now, before we move on, I want to throw out a disclaimer. No matter which narrative is actually true, I do fault her for not actually communicating when she sent the link. If you do not have a relationship with someone, please use your words. I 100% have friends that I can send memes to and videos with no explanation and they will understand why I sent it and vice versa. Every single person who falls into that category is someone I have conversations with on the regular and we have a relationship that allows such an exchange. If you don't have that relationship, you need to explain yourself. You need to use words to communicate. Just, just throwing that out there. Anyway, since reading the chapter in Crucial Conversations, I realized that I do have a devil and an angel crafting a story around the conversations that I'm having. Whatever narrative comes up steers how I handle the conversation. So if I want to be in control of my conversations, I need to be in control of the narrative that I tell myself. The first narrative to pop in your head is usually based on prior experience. If you pay close attention here, it'll reveal biases. For instance, I know that so-called church people can be condescending and judgy. So my first instinct was to assume that narrative in the example I gave. Those of us with short tempers will likely notice that our first instinct is usually a negative narrative. What I'm not gonna suggest here is that we always overcorrect by assuming the positive. It's important to realize a positive narrative can exist. But the truth is 
both extremes are figments of our own creation. Either could be spot on truths, but both could be wrong. The only way to actually know for certain is to have the person confirm or deny. Take my example. The only way to know why she sent me that link is to explicitly ask her. However, when I was choosing to believe the negative narrative, I couldn't think of a nice way to ask the question. And if I had only thought of the more positive narrative, I may not have ever even thought to ask the question. I needed to realize my initial instinct wasn't necessarily reality to keep me level-headed. In conversations, we have the choice to continue or stop. On social media, like in the example, I tend to choose the positive narrative and let it go. So no, I never asked why she sent me the link. In text forms, I usually lean toward misunderstood tone and just move on. However, in face-to-face -face conversations, and maybe in some text conversations, we can't just choose what we want to believe and walk away. Many conversations require a resolution. These are the cases where it's particularly important that we realize we're concocting a narrative in our head. Let that knowledge bring you back to center. And instead of choosing a narrative, choose reality. Instead of letting the narrative dictate your demeanor and tone, steer the conversation such that you're creating a narrative based in reality instead of based on your mind. Ask for clarification. For example, I'm not sure why you sent this to me. Express how you feel. Example, I feel like you're making assumptions about my work ethic. And then allow them to set the record straight. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, feel free to leave me a message, like, share, subscribe, and I will see you guys next time. Bye.